Welcome to Victory Church, dear friends. Today is Sunday, April the 5th, 2020. Our worship service number 184. Father, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. In the name of Jesus, receive the songs that we bring to you, Lord, with all our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. Let's worship the Lord. And you tell me no 
done Separate my heart from the God who stays Praise is rising Our fear is washing away Praise is rising
place. Amen.
Father, we want to surrender one more time before you, Lord. We bow down, we lift up our hands, and we say to you, do what you need to do in our hearts. Father, if this is the moment for a surgery, a spiritual surgery, proceed, Lord. Proceed, Father. Remove what you need to remove from our hearts. Remove what you need to remove from our minds. Remove what you need to remove from our lives. Everything and anything, Lord, that is not pleasant to you, whatever is wrong, whatever is not healthy, whatever is not pure, remove everything from inside of us, Lord, right now. Please, Lord, remove the fear, remove the doubts, remove our worries, remove our concerns, remove everything, Father, that may your Holy Spirit proceed in our hearts, cleaning us. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. Aid in your presence, Lord. Your presence, oh, Lord. Yes, Lord. There is nothing more, more, Lord, that could ever come close. Nothing, Lord. Nothing can compare. You are our living hope. And it's your presence, Lord. Your presence, Father. What we need. We have tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, Father. But Lord... It's here in your presence where we are free. Here in your presence, Lord, where we are absolutely free. In your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Let us become of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Yes, Lord. 
here in your presence, Father. You are welcome here, Lord. Lord, this place filled the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In your presence, Lord. Let's worship our Lord through our offerings. Whether it is through an envelope here in church or online. Let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. us to receive God's word. We have praised him, adored him, and worshiped him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say, one, two, three, victory. Yay, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful day, Father. We are in your house, and we are about to start the message of today, How to Choose Your Leader, April 5th, 2020, worship service number 184. One of the things that most of us has is a favorite animal. I don't know if you have a particular animal that you like or several. A a, a duck. A duck. A baby duck. A baby duck. Okay. You have three. Seven chickens. Well, that, that sounds like a great, great deal of pets. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's good. Some of you have cats, right? Now Ronnie got goats. Three, three goats. Man, I don't know. I don't know. We have a dog. But, uh, you know, favorite animals, you know, I love horses. And Tina and Charlene, they love horses. And uh, we missed you, Tina, today. We know that you were fighting a fight of faith today, but in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Well, Tracy's favorite animal is the baby elephant. And I found uh, this particular picture, and I thought, that's so adorable. And it applies perfect for the topic of today, how to choose your leader. Because eventually, you know, we all choose to follow somebody. We do that. If you are watching, I want to invite you to go to the website, thechurch.us, Download the bulletin, and you can do your notes there in a digital mode like Ronnie does. <laughs> Very good. I want, to invite you, I want to invite you to read with me the passage of today. We are going to read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John chapter 12, verses 12 forward. 
Crowds of people came to Jerusalem to the Passover festival. They took branches of palm trees and went out to meet Jesus. They shouted, Hosanna, praise him. God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God bless the king of Israel. Exactly in a Sunday like we are experiencing today. Palm Sunday. Here is the Lord Jesus being followed by a multitude. And all of them, they are celebrating his entrance in Jerusalem. Like he deserves to be praised and worshipped. The Lord Jesus had done at that point many miracles. He had provided for people food, freedom, restoration. Doesn't, doesn't sound familiar to you what he has done in your life? Listen to this. Healing, food, restoration is exactly what he has done in our lives. And that is exactly what he did during those years of his ministry. And as a result of that, when he's coming to Jerusalem, because the Jews are expecting the Messiah, they praise him. And they say, Hosanna. God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God bless the king of Israel. People get so excited when they see a leader like the Lord Jesus. Back in those days in Israel, in the Middle East, he was one of the leaders, but there were many other leaders. And you know that throughout history, so many others have showed up. They have showed up in the world trying to make a point. But you know what is interesting about the rest of leaders that came in scene and have appeared into history is that all of them are dead. No one else is alive but the Lord Jesus. You can tell that there are many religions, there are many people talking about leaders and prophets and this and that, but I can guarantee you one thing, and that thing is that all of them are dead. There is only one leader that is alive, and that is the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord is alive. He is not dead. He came back from death. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. He deserves to be praised, and that is exactly the reason why we should sing with all of our hearts, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. No one else like the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Israel. Verse 17, there were many people with Jesus when he raised Lazarus from death and told him to come out of the tomb. Now they were telling others about what Jesus did. Because when we find someone like the Lord Jesus Christ that saves us, when he is rescuing us and providing for us, you got you to gotta see all the miracles you have lived. You have to think about all the great things the Lord has provided for you. You have to see that. Every day, you have to be aware of that. You have to be grateful. Because if you don't see the great things the Lord has done in your life, you won't be able to enjoy your day. Because you will find challenges. And friends, 
What is about to come in the future is more difficult still. People are saying, is this going to end? And I said, this is not going to end. This is just going to evolve. Things are going to be more and more complicated for everybody. Now is this thing, and then in two, three months, other thing, and then two or three more months later, other thing, and then next year, more things, and two years later, more and more difficult. Every time is going to be more difficult for everybody. For everybody. Therefore, in order to have a good day, you need to start by looking at all the blessings you already have. In order to enjoy your day, you need to see the past and observe how wonderful things the Lord has done in your life. How he took you from desolation, poverty, misery, death. And now you are back in life. You are restored and you have faith. And your life is changed. And as a result of that, you share with others the miracle. You share with people. You know that today, that's the battle. Who talks louder? So let me ask you this question. When you are hanging out with people, whether it's employees, supervisors, co-workers, customers, providers, people in general, when you are talking with them, who wins the conversation? This is a very honest question, my friend. Who wins the conversation? What do you mean by that? Yeah, somebody's going to win in that conversation. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, somebody's going to win in that conversation. Is the negative person? Is the pessimistic person? Is the complainer? Is the nagging person who's going to win that conversation? Or are you going to win that conversation? You know who's going to win? The one that talks louder. The one that keeps pushing. The one that doesn't get quiet and says, the Lord is with us and we will make it. The Lord is with you and he will provide for you. The Lord is with us and you will be healed. The Lord is with you and he will give you the strength to go through this. That you cannot do that if you don't see the past and think, how many wonderful things the Lord has done throughout the years. And when you see all that and you are so grateful and appreciative, then you will be able to share with others and then they will be quiet. And you win the conversation. Because what we want is to praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ every day. It doesn't matter what kind of work you do, my friend. I want you to understand this. It doesn't matter. But if you have within yourself the strength and the energy and the enthusiasm, you're going to make it. But if you are weak and you don't have that strength, if you're not able to speak those words of faith, you will not survive. And those complainers and people nagging and pessimistic individuals are going to beat you up in pieces. And then you will be all defeated. And you need restoration again. Well, Gian, I thought that you will be able to help me. Of course, I'm going to help you. I'm going to restore you, give you strength. But then after that, I would put the glove boxes in your hands and then you go and fight your fight. You got to do that. Verses 23 and 24, Jesus said to them, the time has come for the Son of Man to receive his glory. <laughs> of course, they were like, yeah! Jews were expecting a Messiah. Jews were expecting a king. 
Jews were expecting somebody to fix their lives. Like today. Exactly like today. Where is God? They say. Is there any Jesus really? I want to see Jesus because I have bills to pay. <laughs> Where is Jesus? Because I don't have a job. Where is Jesus? My business is slow, just so slow. I cannot tell you how difficult this is for me. Where is Jesus? We need the king. The Jews were yelling. Yeah, yeah. And then the Lord himself tells them, the time has come for the Son of Man to receive his glory. Hallelujah, they thought. Yay, Lord, that's awesome. We will overcome and we will have everything we want. And then he says, no, you don't understand. No, 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 kids. You don't understand what I'm talking about. It is a fact that a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die before it can grow and produce much more wheat. What? Yeah. If it never dies, it will never be more than a single seed. What? All the Jews were more confused, like people today. They don't get it. Maybe you are one of those. Maybe, my friend, you're watching, and you're one of those that are putting your eyes only in this material stuff, in the world stuff. All that you are thinking of is money and stuff. And you are thinking, the Lord Jesus is my leader. He will make, you ha he will make me happy. He will help me to pay all the things that I need to pay. Because you are thinking only on this world. But the Lord Jesus said, no, 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 listen, listen. You, got, you have to understand this. He said, I'm here, here. I have done a lot of things for you, but I got to die. I need to give my life to give you the, the real blessing. The real blessing. How much is that? How many millions is my real blessing? No, 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 no. Your real blessing is eternal life. Oh, that. Ah, I know about that. I already heard many times that, that preaching. So is that it? That's the way that many people see today life. Hey, yeah, I know. One day I'm going to die and I want to go home. And yeah, because I believe in God. No, you don't. Because if you really believe, if you are a believer, you will not be struggling in your mind with those ideas about who will provide? When the solution will come? How are we going to make it? If you believe, you just believe. Therefore, eternal life will be the most important thing for you. And you, you are aware of that. And you say, yeah, who cares if we die anyways? We are going to heaven. Whether it's now or in 50 years. We are going to heaven. What really matters is the spiritual life. The never-ending life in heaven, eternity. And when finally you, my friend, you get it, you will experience yourself. The big difference of living your life just thinking of eternity and spirituality, not giving to the material stuff too much importance, and then the Lord is going to send you all the blessings. They will come behind you. The Lord will provide for your needs. But it's until you get it that what really matters in life is your spiritual walk. That's why, especially us believers here in the church, 
Friends, this is so important. Please listen carefully. This is extremely important. This is the time that you need to invest every day good time in prayer and reading the scripture. This is the time. Well, Jean, you have said that for many years about the devotion. And, you know, I have a book. And, and sometimes I listen to you. And sometimes I listen to the Bible, you know, the audio version. And, yeah, I do that when I am on my way here or when I'm in the shower or when I do this, when I am working out. Yeah, but you have seen that as your entertainment. Forgive me, but many of you have seen that as your entertainment. I'm going to do this so I'm not in trouble with God. Okay. Well, it's better than nothing. I, I take that. I get it. But today is different. Today is not like that. Today is like it's a vital need. If you don't take the time to read the Bible and hear what the Lord says to you every day, if you don't pray every day, if you don't get that energy from God, you will be in a huge trouble. So listen carefully. Do that. Thank you, every one of you, for being here today. And thank you for those who came earlier and they were outside. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Amen. Don't stop. Tuesday, 5 p.m., I'll be there outside again. And if you want to come to park there, boom. Listen. Make the effort. Again? But that, if I come Sunday, why do I need that? Because you need encouragement. You need this. You need more from God. But I can get it in my home. Ah, convenience. So you see what you are saying is you are looking for your own convenience. You are not thinking on the kingdom of God. You are not thinking of God. Really, you are thinking of your own convenience. Put first the kingdom of God. This is the time to do this. You know, somebody was telling me earlier, not today, but during the week, that they are concerned about the hours that I'm putting now working for the Lord and doing things for the church. They are concerned about me and my health. And I understand that I know it's out of love. Several of you, even my family, friends from other places, they are telling me, Gian, take it easy. Well, I will tell you this, my friends. I want you to understand the reason behind. First of all, I'm listening to the Lord. And he's telling me, do this, do that. Do this, do that. And I am obeying the Lord most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. I, I, I accept that. I'm not always fully obedient to the Lord. But in, in regards of his, order, his commands about this, I'll do it. But that's the main reason. But the second reason is this. I want you guys to do the same yourselves. I want you to get energy from wherever you can and put more effort into what you do more than ever. I told you earlier, this is time to save money, but also to save time. Redeem time. Make yourself useful. Put your hands to work. Do something with your time. But how can I expect my wife to work hard if I am sitting there watching TV, doing nothing? How can I expect that she will be working if I don't work? How can I expect that my family members will be working and doing whatever they can if I'm not working, if I'm not doing what I can? 
How can I expect that you, church members, will be working if I'm not working? What kind of example will that for you? But why do we do all these things? Because we trust in the Lord and He is expecting us to do this. He is expecting us today to work harder for eternity. For eternity is what really matters in life. You do that and you will see what the Lord will do. The Lord Jesus is the best leader yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, he was the best leader in the past. Today, he is the best leader, and he will be the best leader forever. However, from the human standpoint, we all follow leaders somehow. So, humanly speaking... There are three kinds of good leaders. And please pay attention, I said good leaders, because there are too many bad leaders. I'm not going to talk about bad leaders. I'm talking about good leaders. There are three kinds. The first kind is those who are a good example in your life. So for, ins for instance, you see someone that is very healthy, very athletic, and you, under, you try to learn about his life, and you find out that this person exercises, this, person's eat, uh, this person eats a healthy diet, and takes this prescription or medicine or whatever, vitamins or whatever. So it's a person that is very healthy. So that person is an example to you. So that is a leader in your life. They are examples. They are great examples. And we all have leaders of that kind. We all have people that we admire because they are a great example. But also there are leaders that they are leaders because they are in positions of authority. For example, in your home, the husband, the authority of the house, with the mother, the authority for the children, they are leaders, but also your supervisor. Also, people that are in office, in the city, in the county, in the state, in the Congress. People in political, political authority, they are leaders because they have the authority. But the most important leader that you could have in your life is the one that is not necessarily just a good example or is an authority in your life, but is your mentor. That's the kind of leader you want to have, a mentor. Okay, what are the, lead, the characteristics, what are the characteristics of a leader that you want to follow, that a mentor that you want to follow? There are two main characteristics. The number one is you know that mentor. You know him, and he knows you. Those are the two things. Because what is the point of you saying, well, I have a mentor? And who is your mentor? Such and such person. Is he your mentor? Do you know him? Oh, of course. He's renowned. I didn't know he was your mentor. Yes, he is. And he, he, do you connect with him? Well, you know, I go to the, his website. I have all his books. I listen to his messages. He is my mentor. Okay, I see what you are saying. 
What you are saying is that this person is a good teacher for you. He's teaching you things, but he doesn't know you, right? No, of course he doesn't know me. He doesn't know that I exist. Don't get confused with the word teacher and the word mentor. Your mentor, as you know him, he knows you. You see? There is a personal relationship. And because he knows you, he knows three things about you. What are those three things? First of all, he knows your story. Really? Mm-hmm. Your mentor knows your story. Your ups and downs in life, when you messed up, when you get up, when you were beat up, when you were lifted up. He knows your story. He knows your weaknesses. And he knows your strengths as well. Your mentor knows you. He knows your name. He has your phone number, your email address. You are friends with him on social media. You understand? Your mentor knows you. But at the same time, although he knows your story, your weaknesses, and your strengths, he also invests time with you every time you need him. It's not the one-time deal with your mentor. I want to meet with this guy. He's my mentor. And you tell him the story, and he writes notes or type notes. Yes, no, and what about this? I understand. Let me pray for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and after 45 minutes, boom, great deal. Okay, well, my suggestions are A, B, C, and okay. You have a good life. No. Yeah, he, he got to know your name, your phone number, your email address, your story, your weaknesses, your strengths. You did the test online and all that. Yeah, that was good, but it's not enough. Your mentor has to have the availability and desire, willingness to invest time every time you need him. That is essential in your relationship with your mentor. But at the same time, my friends, as he knows you, you know him. Therefore, you need to know his story, his weaknesses, and his strengths. You know what is so interesting is so many people that they want to be mentors for others, you never know anything about them. It's like a mystery. What about his personal life, family, where he comes from, where does he live? <laughs> and you don't see any mistakes, any weaknesses. It's like it's a perfect kind of guy. Really? So are you a second Jesus or something? <laughs> Are you that great? No mistakes in your life? No errors? No. One of the beauties of life for any human being is to experience failure and get restored. And that is exactly one of the key ingredients in your mentor. He has to have his own story. And you need to know that story. And you need to know his weaknesses and be aware of that. Because when you see his weaknesses, you say, ah, he's as human as I am. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then you see his strengths and you say, wow, he's very good at this and this and that. And although you get to know his story, his weaknesses, and his strengths, you don't get frightened. You continue investing time with him every time he's available. You see that? 
That is the formula when you want to develop your relationship with your mentor. And when you want to become a mentor for somebody. So that is what you need to know. Our Lord Jesus, the best leader yesterday, today, and forever. But listen to what he says in verse 25. Whoever loves the life they have now will lose it. But whoever is willing to give up their life in this world will keep it. They will have eternal life. The supreme leader, the supreme mentor is giving us here the priority in life. And it's not about this world. It's not about material things. It's about eternal life. You can have mentors in different areas, good teachers that can instruct you in technical aspects of life. You can learn from people that knows, know about business or technology or whatever. And that's positive. But the supreme mentor is telling us that there is something that is priority above everything else. Eternal life. And the person must be willing to give up their life in this world. Do you really want to follow Jesus? Do you really want to be a devoted Christian? You have to give up your life in this world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is way too difficult. Give up my life in this world? What's that supposed to mean? I'm going to sign a document and saying nothing belongs to me. Everything goes to the church or what? What is the meaning of giving up to my life in this world? The meaning of that is that you will reprioritize. You have to do what you have to do because you like what you do. Did you hear what I said? You have to do what you do because you like what you do. You see? You have to do it because it's a pleasure to you doing those things. It's a pleasure for you to do those things, whatever is what you do. But you are not doing those things out of the interest in money. That is the danger. You have to give up to that part of your life. You say, no, I'm going to do this because it's a great thing to do. My services are needed. Whatever is what you do, you say, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to have fun doing this. Because this is really cool to do. And I will get paid, of course, but my goal is not the money. My goal is eternal life. That's the explanation. Now, John 12, 26, it says... Whoever serves me must follow me. Oh, boy. Now, imagine this. All the Jews are with the palms. (laughs) Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Long live the king. And all that, right? And then he says, whoever serves me must follow me. Sure, we will follow you. I'm going to Calvary. Hello. What? Yeah. I'm going to Calvary. I'm going to give my life. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Suddenly, the night before of his death, all the disciples, boom, disappear. One betrayed him. And we know the story about Peter. He was curious what's going on with him, with the Lord. And when he was confronted, he says, I don't know him. Three times. And you know the story about the rooster? You know, I wonder what, what is the name of that rooster. I'm going <laughs> to 
I want to name that rooster somehow. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So he was the rooster. Here was the rooster. And Peter, all, you see, everyone is happy when your leader is succeeding. Everybody is happy when the leader is at the top of the hill. The number one there. Yeah, we are with you, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, everybody is there with him. But then he says, I need to go to Calvary. I need to give my life. I'm going to die. And if you want to be my followers, you have to come with me. You get it? And they go, to die? I'm, no, I don't think I can do that. You know, I have responsibilities. I have a family to take care. I have kids. You know, my mother, this, my dad, my wife, my husband, blah, blah, blah. All these explanations people give, they don't want to die. But they don't understand the meaning of dying. It's to die to your flesh. It's to die to your own desires. But I wanted to be the CEO of this gigantic corporation. Yeah, but you wanted that. But I wanted to be the GM for this company. But you wanted that. But I wanted to have this business and have different branches in all cities and, you know, sell the franchise. The franchise, uh, the what? The franchise. <laughs> but I wanted to speak good English and I couldn't. <laughs> franchise. Thank you. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. But you see, it's I wanted to do that. The Lord Jesus is saying, no, guys, no, listen. Dying to yourself is precisely that. You don't set your goals. You don't put your priorities above my priority. You need to go to Calvary and die. But I wanted to, to build this. I wanted to do this. I, yes, all of you, all of us want something in life. Whoever serves me must follow me. Calvary first. Now, I want you to know that the Calvary was not the end of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> that was just one more step on the road. After Calvary, the resurrection, the ascension. He is alive. He is king. And he says, my servants must be with me wherever I am. So where is the Lord Jesus right now? In heaven. Where his servants will be? In heaven. We will be in heaven. But the best part, friends, I save it for, for the last. This is beautiful. Listen to this. My father will give honor to anyone who serves me. The good Lord God will honor those who serve Jesus. A true mentor for you must be someone who serves Jesus. Not just a good guy, a good girl that teaches you this and that. No. It must be a person that serves Jesus. And you have to see it. I have seen, like you have seen, many preachers, especially with gigantic congregations, they are not focused on eternity. No. No. Many of them are just focused on money. 
numbers, buildings, material stuff, fame. What really matters is eternity. And you can see that only in a mentor that you know that you spend time with. You get to learn from your mentor that way. What is what he does on a Wednesday morning? What is he doing tonight, Thursday night? What is, where, where is he today on a Saturday midday? I wonder what is he doing on a Sunday afternoon? But if you know your mentor, if you see your mentor is a person that serves God, above all things, that his real motive is a spiritual, that's a good mentor for you. So friends, you know, a good leader builds based on what the leader does. A bad leader builds putting other leaders down, putting them in, in a bad predicament in front of others. I'm not going to put anybody down. But you need to open your eyes. Maybe you are following the wrong one. Maybe you are even worshiping someone because it's a big name, bestseller, author. You just need to open your eyes and pay attention. I wonder, honestly, about those millionaires TV preachers, if they are willing to share part of their wealth with the poor that now need help. Are they going to allow certain poor families to move into their big mansions? Just a question that I put out there. Spirituality, my friends, is more than that. It's a lifestyle. It's what we do. Now, what are you doing with your own life? Are you serving yourself or are you really serving God? Whatever you are doing, you are doing it to bring glory to God or because you want your name to be lifted up on high. You want to be known as a successful this or successful that or you want to be known as someone that served God with all of your heart. Because this is what the Lord says, my father will give honor to anyone who serves me. He will honor those who serve him. Next Sunday, April the 12th, worship service 185, I'll be preaching of how to live for Jesus. If he is our leader, we need to learn how to live for him. And that is what I will be teaching next Sunday. For today, we got what we needed to hear. And I want to invite our viewers and listeners to pray with me and give your life to God. The prayer is on the screen. Dear God, I need you. I surrender to you, Lord God. You must be the one leading me. You have to be my leader. I need to learn that I am just a follower. But I choose to follow you, Lord my God. I lift up my hands to you. I bow down before you. You are the king of the universe. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive the forgiveness of your sins. 
It's in the cross. At the cross will we receive that forgiveness. Say it with me. I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year 2020. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church today. I'm so glad to see you. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy your family and friends. See you next Sunday. From darkness to light Anytime temptation comes And someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve And not be served Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video. 